Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. And girl, I just recorded this whole freaking episode. And I listened to the playback, and it was so crunchy. The audio was so bad that I emailed them and I said, I'll send it to you tomorrow morning. And then I'm just like, it's 1040 at night right now. I'm just like, I'm just going to send it to them tonight. So I'm re-recording it because I couldn't do that to my girls. So if you get a little bit late in the day tomorrow, that's why. But anywho, you guys, I have quite the update for you. I have a bunch of emails that you sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I, (laughs) I have a story. I have a story girl first of all this is just for the girls okay if you are a man this is the disclaimer for the episode and by the way okay this is the disclaimer if you are a man and you have dated me you are dating me or you want to date me you need to log off and spend your day doing something else because this is not for you This is not this. You can't sit with us right now. okay? this is just for my girls. And I have to tell this story. And this is probably the most vulnerable I'll ever be. And this is the most um, like descriptive. As I could ever be. But my girls, one thing about you is that you don't have boundaries. And and I was getting DMs. This is about my doctor's appointment. My uh, proctologist appointment. I was getting DMs last week, seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning from you guys going, girl, do you have a Hemi? First of all, how dare you? Reminds me of that commercial from the 90s, the early 2000s, like that thing got a Hemi. That's literally what you guys are saying to me at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. That's crazy. But what can you do? So I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you it's not that it's not that I wouldn't even be worried about that. Um if that was the case, but here's what it was. And we're just going to break it all down for you. I have this, like, it's like, I I don't even know what to just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a bump. It's a bump. It looks like a mosquito bite. It's the same color as the rest of my skin. It doesn't hurt. There's nothing in it. It's just a bump. Okay. And it's on my BH. (laughs) Girl, it's on my BH. And I've had it for so long to the point where I brought it up to my friends, like as a joke, thinking that everybody had it. Like I thought, oh, everybody has this bump. And my friend was talking about something and I made a joke like, oh, haha, like the the bump with the bump. And she was like, what? And I was like, girl, the bump, you know, the bump. The bump. She was like, I don't have a bump. And I go, can you please go check? Because you do. And then she went to the bathroom. She came back out and she was like, girl, I checked. There's no bump there. So I was like, okay. But I've had it for so long that like if it if it were deadly, it would have killed me already. That's how I feel, because it's been about I would say about 13 years. okay. But, you know, you got to be careful. So I make I I make this appointment. (laughs) And it was kind of hard for me to find a doctor because I was so paranoid about going to the proctologist since all of you DM'd me or emailed me a few weeks ago going, I'm a proctologist and I listen to the podcast. Ha ha ha. Like 
I was nervous making this appointment because I'm like, I'm like, what if I show up and it's one of the girlies, you know? So I was like looking for people who aren't young. Like I was looking for like an old lady because I'm like, I was scrolling through because I did it on ZocDoc. So you could see like all the pictures of everybody. And I'm like, you know what? She looks like she could be one of the girlies. Like she's a cutie. And I'm not going to go to a man. So I, ha- I picked a little old lady. She was so nice. She was so cute. She's one foot out the door. I'm sure she's about to retire. Okay. So I go in and we're doing this like pre-exam consultation. And <laughs> she's asking me all these questions. And whenever I do have an appointment at the doctor, I feel kind of embarrassed because I never go. And they, they're like, oh, give us, you have to fill out all this paperwork. It's like, oh, tell us your doctor's fucking name. I'm like, what? I don't have a doctor. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I'm married to a construction worker? Because then I would have a doctor. Then I would be like, I, I would be, if I had a sniffle, I would go into the doctor. But I have that crazy insurance. My insurance company, like, I'm sure on the pamphlet somewhere, it's like you have to fall out of a plane and land on the top of Empire State Building in order for your deductible to kick in. Okay. You need to be smushed by a crane or something in order to reach that deductible girl. Otherwise it's not happening for you. So she was asking me, she's like, when's the last time you got a physical? What doctor gave you your last physical? I said, the doctor that gave me my last physical was my school nurse when I was in high school. She checked me for lice and she, I did the high exam and she gave me a physical. Okay. And that was 2008. So she said, why don't you go to the doctor? I said, because I'm not sick. <laughs> I said, I'm here for a reason. So I explained it to her. She's asking me all these questions. I'm like, it doesn't hurt. It's fine. I just want to be safe. And I just need you to take a quick glance. That's all I'm asking for. You don't go. go you don't got to go crazy. Just a glance. And so I assume the position. And she looks at it. She goes, oh, this, this is nothing. This is no big deal. She's like, this is nothing. And then she puts like, she has her gloves on. She puts like, I don't know, whatever on her glove, some sauce on her glove, puts her finger in my butt. Are you kidding me? Little warning would have been nice. I thought we were going to deal with the, with the problem at hand. I didn't know we were going in at that moment. <laughs> okay. And she's poking around in there. She's like, does this hurt? I'm like, it doesn't hurt, but I don't like it. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, she's poking around. She goes, oh, well, that's weird. Huh. Imagine that. That's weird for you. Which one of us has a finger in our ass right now? Because <laughs> it couldn't be you, girl. It couldn't be you. So fucking hell. So she goes, you have to go. She goes, by the way, you guys, I drank a beer right before I started doing this. So if I'm feeling a little. okay, I had I had recorded the podcast. I was waiting for it to upload. I listened while I was eating. I was eating spicy dumplings and I had a beer. And now I'm now I'm one beer in and you guys know me two beers. I'm done. So anywho, she goes, you need to go to the phlebotomist. I'm like, the what? The phlebotomist. 
God bless you. What did you just call me? Go get blood work done. Okay, you could have just, why did you say it the other way? I don't know. How would I know what that is? She's like, you have to go get blood work right now. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I leave the office, paid out of pocket, of course, because my insurance covers nothing. They did call my insurance company. I don't know what the insurance company said, but I'm pretty sure they laughed and just hung up the phone. (laughs) They went, who? And hung up the phone. Okay. So paid out of pocket, go get blood work done. And I was leaving after getting blood work done. And I'm like, wow, I really left with like 500 less dollars between the appointment and the blood work, right? I left with more problems, okay? And I still have the bump. For that kind of, I got ripped off. For that kind of money, you would expect me to at least be leaving bump free, <laughs> okay? But the, the, the bump, the bump itself was barely addressed. Didn't even really care about it at all. She said, this is nothing to worry about. Why are you worried about this? I said, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But I want it gone. So anywho, I got, I did the blood work. They got the results back on Friday. I have to make an appointment with another doctor. That's what doctors love fucking doing too. You go to a doctor, they're like, thank you so much for coming in. You're going to have to go somewhere else. (laughs) You're like, oh, fuck, really? Yeah. And it's going to take you three and a half months to get the appointment. So this better not be serious. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Jesus Christ, that'll be $250. Okay. Thank you. So that's that. I don't even know why I have insurance. You got to have insurance. You got to have insurance. That's, That's my dad. That's my dad. He's always like, uh, you'd never know. (laughs) Whenever something happens, my dad, he doesn't say he'll talk, but he doesn't say his own thing. Like he'll say phrases. He'll say popular phrases just in a row. He'll be like, hey, God forbid, you never know. You'd rather be safe than sorry. (laughs) Push comes to shove. Push comes to shove. You only live once. (laughs) Okay. So that's that story. And I I was cracking the hell up all week with you guys saying, girl, what's going on with your butt? What's going on with your butt? Did you go see the doctor? What good luck with the doctor today? (laughs) I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. At what point is it my fault? It is my fault because I just am. One thing about me is I'm going to overshare. I realize that. I realize that the last time I went to get my hair colored, I was just oversharing. I was just saying shit that I'm like, wow, I've never even told anybody this. And yet I'm telling this girl I've known for 15 minutes. Like just my thoughts, my fucking what? And then I leave and I go, why did I say so much to that girl? But um, you guys, I thought of something really funny before this like embarrassing thing that happened to me. Um, And this is like such an old story, but I don't know why I was laughing about it before. So years and years ago, this is like probably six or seven years ago. I was at a bar called Lucky Jack's with my friends and I meet this guy there and we exchange numbers, but I didn't know his name when we exchange numbers. Right. 
So I put it, you know what you do. You put it in your phone under something else, right? You, you put it under something else, not his name, because you don't know his name. And then we went on a date and we were at this bar. We were sitting in a booth and he's like, girl, this is so embarrassing. I can't even believe that. I, I forgot about this for so long. And I go, oh, I can't find my phone. And he's like, oh, I'll call it. No worries. Like, I'll just call it. And we'll, you know, you somebody calls you, you crawl around and find it. So he calls it. And while it's ringing, he finds it and picks it up to hand it to me. And he looks at the screen and girl, tell me why he saw that his name in my phone was bald guy from Lucky Jack's. <laughs> Girl, please, <laughs> please. Why did that happen? I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Okay, let's um, get into some of these emails. Oh, I got a lot of questions about the day too. The day was good. The day was good. Also, I'm really hoping that nobody that I'm like talking to, because I'm supposed to go on a date on tomorrow, Monday. And the guy, I've known the guy for a really long time. And I know he like tunes into the podcast sometimes. We dated many moons ago. And I'm like, if he hears this story, I'm getting canceled on. <laughs> but anywho, uh, this first email says the husband's store and other things. Okay, here we go. So this says, hey, Carly and the sweet angel baby boys. I know that you can relate when I tell you I'm only attracted to blue collar men with calluses on their hands who stomp around the out the front door at 5 a.m. in their little steel toed work boots. Girl, I agree with you. Should we hang out at like a Caterpillar store? You know that brand Caterpillar? They like make cranes, but also work boots and coolers. <laughs> Stop. Why do they make so much stuff over there? It's like Caterpillar is either a bulldozer or a pair of shoes. Wait, is that real? Or did I just make that up? Because I swear I've seen guys on like construction guys on the street with Caterpillar brand work boots. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. That's so funny. OK, sorry about that. I digress. OK. She says, it's to the point where I dismiss any guy, no matter how perfect, because I view them as weak. It's high key toxic. It's like, unless you can build me and my young a house and protect us with your life and go out and hunt while I use my skills to make clothes for our children, um, then I'm not into you, JK, but not really referring to the email um, that the girl sent last week about that freaky guy. Yes. In reference to the girl last week who said that on a first date, a guy said, what skills can you apply to our fucking farm or something? Remember that? I swear to God, men really do that shit. And they really just like think that they did something. They ask questions and they and they go, I really just stumped her. And in our head, they're like, he's a killer. In our head, we're like, this is the worst guy I've ever met. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So she says, I'm on this never ending search for the brute with a heart of gold, but I never find him uh, because most of them happen to be completely emotionally unavailable or just dogs for lack of a better word. It's so weird because I'm literally an academic. Your girlie has a pension. Ooh, a pension. 
And it's just so mismatched with who I am. One of the guys I've been going on dates with the last few months is my emotional and intellectual soulmate. But the problem is that he gives me the ick. Oh, that's the worst. Because I feel like I can talk to him about anything. I straight up told him this, which he thought was hilarious. And he asked me to explain why. Ooh, I would never ask questions if I was that guy. If, if I was out with a guy and he said, listen, I think you're great, but you give me the ick, I would go. Okay. And I would cry in an Uber. I wouldn't be like, why do I why do I give you the ick? Like, please. Because you're not going to like the answer. And it's probably some shit that he's never even thought about before. Girl, the fact that you told him he gave you the ick is insane. I kind of love that, though. So she says, I basically told him that it's because he can't fulfill my fantasy of being with a brute and that I just wasn't attracted to him in that way. He told me that the man I'm looking for doesn't exist because most of the men will not fulfill my emotional needs and that I'm basically describing Shrek. I thought it was funny. too, because he's right. Shrek really is the perfect man. He cooks, he cleans, he's a family man, strong and scary, works hard, owns property, and loves animals. He says that because I was raised by a legit murderous brute who was in prison and my childhood wounds that makes me, my childhood wounds is what makes me want this. He's so insightful. Okay, girl, gonna need to, gonna need to kind of zoom in there because you, you skimmed over murderous brute who's in prison. You skimmed over that and us girls love a story, but I digress. Okay. Anywho, I went to a store called Harbor Freight the other day to get a pair of sheet metal cutters for my pig's hooves. Hold on. Let me read that again. I went to a store called Harbor Freight the other day to get a pair of sheet metal cutters for my pig's hooves. Okay. I read it right. In parentheses, I have two pop pigs. How cute is that? What do you do with the sheet metal cutters? And what is a sheet metal cutter? Two questions for you. She says, I seriously felt like I died and went to heaven with all of the hardworking hotties shopping for their little tools on a Sunday morning. Carly, you have to go to Harbor Freight and buy something small, even if it's just a flashlight. <laughs> because I think you might meet your husband or maybe even get a part-time job as a cashier there just to meet men. I looked it up and there is one in Brooklyn. It sounds familiar to me. Um, It's like husband store for girlies like us who have a curse of exclusive attraction to manual laborers. What's so crazy about this is like, I would imagine a guy who's at this like, you know, hardware store in the morning and like a guy who's at Home Depot in the morning, right? Or any time of day you go into Home Depot, you see like hot guys, right? I would imagine that they are not looking for, they're not looking for a relationship in there, right? It's kind of like if you go to a sports bar when the football game's on, a guy will literally punch you in the head. He's like, get the fuck away. You're literally covering the TV, right? So I wonder a little bit if that's even the way to go. Because something, he's probably like, he needs um, tools. He needs wood. Why are men always buying wood? the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what is that? My dad asked me once, he's like, is there a wood? I don't even know what you would call it. A wood store by your house. I'm like, a fucking what? A what? What are you building? Well, just in case I need some, why would you ever, I've never needed wood in my whole life. 
I've never been like, oh, you know what? This could use some big plank of wood. <laughs> like, are you serious? Anywho, they're crazy. Okay, anywho. So she says, the sweetie boy who called me out for being attracted to Shrek took me to your Portsmouth, New Hampshire show. Cute! Um, which was so cute and thoughtful. I was dying laughing at the pod this morning when you asked, when you talked about your bestie saying that you speak in Italian because at the show you started doing that Italian voice. I was in tears about to pee myself. I straight up almost had to leave because I could not stop hooting and hollering. It was the funniest part of the show. So please know that there are others who think that's freaking hilarious. That's so funny because that was like something that I just did on stage. I think the first time I ever did it was in Portsmouth. And I just was kind of like talking to myself up there. And it was like, I loved doing that. I don't know if anybody else thought it was funny, but girl, I loved it. I was doing an impression of this guy that I dated who I could never, um, I can never understood. Like I can never understand what he was saying. Cause he was just like, that's my stand-up you guys thanks for coming out all right so she says i'm not sure you remember but i'm the girl who wrote in about her boyfriend you titled an episode kiss the peach after your response to my email which i quote all the time i talked about my boyfriend just being generally neglectful mean playing video games 10 hours a day and dating his mother yes i'm still hung up on this guy who's now my ex long story short he degraded and humiliated me in front of all of his friends one of whom joined in what and left me drunk to walk home at 2 a.m 2 a.m alone Mm-mm. and then broke up with me in a parking lot Mm-mm. as i begged for him not to leave me no we went oh we went no contact and he came back into my life a couple months later promising all of these things and reeled me back in we've been in therapy for a couple of months now but he doesn't want to commit to me I'm completely in love with him and I want it to work so bad. Plus every other guy I'm dating gives me the ick. He makes me promise him not to talk to him about how I'm feeling or cry or hold him accountable on anything. Tells me how horrible I am all the time and just makes me feel horrible and disgusting. I share this with you because I actually do have questions for you and the girlies. How important is attraction in long-term relationship? I know it goes away eventually. So does it really matter in choosing a potential life partner? For example, the guy I've described in this email, he's so good to me. We have so much fun together. We have the same goals, same sense of humor, and I could literally hang out with him forever and never get tired of it. But I can't bring myself to even kiss him because, ew, you know, does that matter? Also, how long is too long to hold on to a relationship? I'm trying to be patient, waiting for him to change and remind myself that he has stuff that he's going through, too, and I should love him through it. But he's not committing. He wants to have all of the girlfriend benefits without the title. And I'm at the point in life where I really want to find a life partner. He is the only guy that I get any comfort from and the only man I felt comfortable with physically. And I just can't leave. I'm not sure what to do. I feel like I'm going to let go of this really nice guy or any other guys that I'm dating and go back to my ex. I'll regret it in the long run. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a dumb bitch. Who knows? Be honest. Thank you for being so smart. Oh, thank you so much. So. And then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. Okay, so this is, hold on, let me copy and paste it. So, all right. 
girl, first of all, you got to leave the ex and you have to, you don't need to jump into something else right away, but you need to focus on you and you need to grow from that because you're not going to be into somebody else fully until you get over this man. And you already know my rule. You already know my rule. We're not, we're not doing the, oh, I don't know if I want a relationship. I don't know if I want a girlfriend. Okay. Bye. Nice knowing you. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. Peace sign. Kiss my fucking ass. <gasps> not kiss my fucking ass. But seriously. Girl, you're so much better than that. And you're not going to open yourself up. You want to know what it is, too? I was just talking to my friend about this. Because she's tied up with a guy that um, she dated for a while and he didn't treat her well. And I had said to her, I'm like, girl, you're not going to be it. First of all, you're not going to be into somebody else until you let go of him. And no matter what people say, you can't change them who they are. Like if he genuinely thought, I want to try something. I, I want to try this again. I want to be 100 percent. I want to give it my all. It's just like, that's one thing, but you're not going to pull it out of him. You can't, it, it's just not going to work, you know? And that's such a shitty thing and we can't control who we love. But what I also told her is really the key here. We see people with rose colored glasses when we love them, right? Like I'll be dating some guy and my friends will go, and what, and what? <laughs> like, I swear to God, there's been so many times I've been dating a guy and I show my friend a picture of him and they go, <laughs> they go and what's his deal you know because you don't want to be mean and I'm like he is silly he's and I start naming this shit that like you gotta only say when you love someone and they go well that's good as long as you want to know the worst response well as long as he makes you happy Ugh. that's a handful isn't it that's a whole lot of words in one sentence so we see people in such a way when we care about them that is so it's like when you break up, you go, Ugh, what the hell was that? What? What? Like my friends bring it up to me sometimes. And I'm like, girl, I would rather you not bring that up right now. They're like, remember when you were like, you were like in love with that guy who's like literally a circus clown. And he fucking clowned on you the whole time. Girl, please stop. No, because then I'm laughing too much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we will defend. That's one thing. Women defend. But, girl, you got to let him go. You got to let him go because you're not going to open yourself up to anybody else until, until he's out. And in terms of attraction, I think that I don't think attraction is most important. Um, by any means, but I think it's necessary to some extent. I don't think attraction means more than respect and trust and honesty and all of that. But I do think like you have to be attracted to somebody. Um, and that's also something you really can't force. Let's see. By the way, I'm opening all of these emails like I'm going to probably mix some in, but I'm opening all these emails that I didn't open the last time I recorded this freaking episode because I, I, you know. OK, so this says you shared a smooch with your neighbor. I'll raise you two neighbors. Uh Oh, 
Hi, Carly. First of all, congratulations on having spooch with your neighbor. I love this for you. Oh, God, you guys want to update on that? Let's get to the email. She says, years ago, I too was in the same situation. I ran into my upstairs neighbor who was a hot Italian stallion, not a freaking Italian stallion. Where do you live, Jersey Shore? I accidentally received his email. So I went to, oh, I'm sorry, not his email. I accidentally received his mail. That makes way more sense. So I went to drop it off. And we ended up talking and hooking up while your girl was busy grad student at the time. So I didn't have much time for anything else, which he totally understood and was fine with. I would also occasionally run into my downstairs neighbor who was a very hot, tall glass of water. Girl, where what building do you live in? We exchanged numbers, started chit-chatting, and then hooking up. The Italian stallion was the best, though, because he would help me with things like check on my cat. When I was out of town, he was a cat owner, so he knew how to care for cats. He'd kill bugs in my apartment, and I made... Oh, my God, that's amazing. She says, I made the situation work for me. I always let them both know that I was seeing other people, and... I was always safe, of course, but if you decide to pursue your neighbor, it can work, especially if you keep it casual. Now, if you're looking for something serious, abort the mission. If you end up catching feelings and things don't work out, you'll be sad if you catch him coming in and out of the building with some new lover. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I, I It's too close. I, I don't know. Is it too close? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little too close. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, let's see. This says, okay. Okay, first of all, I got a lot of emails from you guys saying that last week when I was doing the ads, I said, oh, 72 hours, that's two days, but it's really not two days, it's three days, okay? And and again, if I was, here's the thing, if I was good at math, I would be, I would be on a whole nother level of human. Not everybody can have everything. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm literally not good at anything, but I feel like math is like a specific skill. You have to have a certain type of brain. I don't think I have good at math vibes. I have friends that are amazing at math and I would look at them and I would go this. She, she knows how to, she knows how to crunch the fucking numbers. This girl, they have a certain way about them. Um, all right, let's see. This says perfume magic. Hey, Carly and the cutie boys. Just had to write in and tell you that I ordered the perfume you suggested a while back. And oh my God, never received so many compliments on how good I smell. Oh, well, thank you so much. I work in the emergency room and a hot ass paramedic told me I smell good. And girl, when I tell you, I almost passed away. Well, I mean, honestly, better place. Th- there's no better place to pass out or pass away than in the hospital. Um, she says, I think I might ask him for his hands in marriage thoughts. Just had to let you know, because I know the girls love a man in uniform. Okay. Bye-bye. Love you lots. Kiss you right on the lips. We do love a man in, in uniform. And a paramedic is such like a specific hottie. A paramedic is like, okay, I love that. They're like, I mean, I love a paramedic. Okay. Let's see. Engagement cold feet. Uh, Hi, Carly. And let's see. Hi, Carly and Sir and Prince. I just wanted to reach out regarding the secret keeper who wrote in about feeling like her fiance might not be her person. Obviously, every relationship is different, but I thought about sharing my own personal experience 
with this could provide some perspective. I was in a relationship for four years. That was extremely solid. We lived together for years, moved to different cities together, shared a dog and a car. Um, he, him and my uncle even joined a weekend flag football league together. It was looking very promising. We planned a fancy vacation to Barcelona for a four-year anniversary. And I started getting the feeling that he was going to propose on the trip because I am a woman and I have a sense of these things and I'm always right. I asked him straight out and he said he indeed did plan on, on it. And immediately I had a gut feeling that it wasn't right. I loved him a lot. We were best friends and truly enjoyed each other's company, but there were a few deep seated compatibility issues that came up every once in a while that we could easily shake off because we cracked each other up all the time. And we were honestly really good partners. I just couldn't shake the feeling that it wasn't right. And I knew that if he proposed, I would say yes. And my family would be thrilled and I could even get excited about planning a wedding. But then down the line, we would probably end up getting divorced. I don't know why, but I just knew. So I made the heartbreaking decision to end things with him before the trip, before breaking my best friend's heart, our families and saying goodbye to our dog. It felt like an insane thing to do. I convinced him to still go to Barcelona on his own, and he ended up extending his trip and eat, pray, loving his way through Spain while I figured out our splitting up our intertwined lives, home and car situation. Cuts now four years later, I'm with somebody else, truly the most wonderful man in the world. And he just measured my ring size last week and it gave me another gut feeling, but this time it was just calm and extremely sure of feeling that it was right. And in those years since the breakup, I learned so much about myself. I was able to really blossom as a single lady and helped attract somebody that I was actually romantically compatible with. I agree with you that cold feet is normal, but I would urge anyone with a gut feeling that something isn't right to really trust it, even if it means going down the path that is impossible, both emotionally and logistically. Canceling an engagement is embarrassing. Everything you went, everyone you went to high school with is going to Instagram stalk you and figure out what happened. Deposits on venues will be lost, but all of that is worth trudging through to find yourself at the end. Anyway, love you and all the girlies. Also, you should know this. One time I was hungover in an elevator and... <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. One time I was hung over in an elevator and it went up so fast that I shit my pants. <laughs> oh, my girl. That's my girl. I will put a ring on it, too. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Now, I don't understand the science of that, but I do trust you. You said it went up so fast that you shit your pants. OK, I trust it. You know. Okay, guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Factor. Life gets busy. Save time with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit that gets delivered straight to your door. Meals are fresh, they're never frozen, and they're packed with flavor. I absolutely love Factor. I've tried a bunch of different um, meal kits, and I really, really do like them. They're healthy. It They switch up the menu. You can get all different things. I really, really love their stuff. So if you're vegan, vegetarian, keto, or counting calories, Factor has a meal plan for you. They're prepared by chef, approved by dietitians, and you'll find a plan that you love. You can head to factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 and use code secretkeepers50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code secretkeepers50 at factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 to get 50% off your first box. 
Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's easy to feel like we're going through the motions of life and losing ourselves in the process. If you want to deepen your understanding of yourself, therapy can help. BetterHelp's online therapy is convenient and flexible way to learn more about who you are. You guys know I'm such an advocate for mental health and, and mental wellness. I think that it's so important that we take time for ourselves and, and really so we can, if our mental health feels good, we feel good in every other aspect of our life, right? Because otherwise we just feel crummy. So I love BetterHelp. I think it's convenient. I think it's nice that you can do it from home. You can do it remotely. You don't even have to turn your camera on when you um, are talking to a therapist. It's just really easy and it's, it's made for us in mind. So BetterHelp gets you connected with a licensed therapist by filling out a brief sur- survey. If you need to switch therapists, you can easily s- swap at any time, no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Let's see. Um, this one says, let's see, which one should we do next? Sorry, my computer keeps freezing. I'm, I'm having technical dif- difficulties here. Okay, so this says, what do I do? Hello, therapist Carly. You know how it goes. Love ya. And I agree with last week's episode, Carly for president. Oh, thank you so much. To try and make a long story very short, my boyfriend of five years wants a quote unquote break and I do not. I feel as though people say they want to break in a long-term relationship because they're too afraid to fully break it off. But do breaks really work? To me, it seems silly and some bullshit thing people say. Hopefully we find each other and try again in the future. Him and I were old co-workers and we had a friendship for about 11 years. We went on a sort of date the first year of working together and being friends, but I just didn't want it to be anything more than a friendship. Fast forward to a few years later, we get into a relationship. I have never felt the love for anybody else that I have for him, which inevitably led me to the worst heartbreak I've ever felt. And I'm 30 years old. I understand and want to respect what he's asking, but it's just so hard. He wants me to find myself and be more independent and happy on my own. I see where he's coming from, but we just moved across the country together and lived in one place for a year and then moved to a different city back in December. I had taken my time getting back to work, which was stupid because now I have no friends and no connections where we're currently living. I see no point in staying in the city because it's such a small city and not somewhere I would have had as my first pick of places to live. But I'm terrified and don't want to move to a new city yet again. We currently have a plan that I start working here and make and save as much money as I can to be able to remove to move out comfortably. You said before that a breakup is a grieving process and it really is. I've had so much back and forth emotions all day and it's exhausting. I never thought I would be in this position with him. It's already been a difficult year moving somewhere brand new and with only him, I just don't know how to handle another difficult and lonely year. He works at a job that takes up 70 hours a week of his time. How could I need more time alone? I'm always alone. I am debating heading back home where I was before all of this, but it's the same story of having to find a new place and a new job yet again and start over 30 and never being able to see our dog. I have little moments of hope that it'll be great and I'll have such a better version of myself, but then I also think, why do I need to be the best version of myself and be totally content being alone for him to want me back? Like, I'm sorry, pal, but I will have to try and move on and not revisit this because I'm so hurt and heartbroken. 
I don't feel a sense of happiness or excitement for this new chapter because I think finding somebody to really love is pretty rare. And I had that with him. It always sort of worked, but never had the question of does he like me or not? Because for so many years before it was easy and organic before, uh, I'm sorry, being on a quote unquote break and living under the same roof is adding to the stress of the heartbreak. And until I'm working again, I have to see him every night. It's hard when he's the only person that can give me comfort, but he's also the one hurting me. So what the fuck do I do? Um, help me feel like not help me not feel like such a pathetic loser. Girl, you are not pathetic. <clears throat> I totally get where you're coming from. I've been there before. It fucking sucks. You're not pathetic. You're a person going through a shitty situation that really fucking sucks. Um, and that's really just what it is. It's so weird how when we when we're going through a breakup and we're experiencing heartbreak, we really it really does feel like we're desperate. There's like the sense of desperation for somebody else to care about us again or to feel a certain type of way about us that it's we start like losing who we are. So I think even though you can't see this being an exciting chapter for you, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. OK, but then it's going to be really great. And I think in the end, you'll be happy that you didn't stick with somebody that wanted a break from you. You know what I'm saying? I think that in the end, you'll go, okay, that took me to a different part of my life and you'll be happier there. So I think that the, the silver lining of this too is kind of like, try and think of it as like the world is your oyster, right? Like you have to um, get a new job anyway. You should just get, you know, instead of like staying in this city that you're not crazy about and getting a job there and then getting your own apartment there in this place you don't really love, why don't you either move back home where you have a support system and you can get an apartment, you know, wherever you're from. So you have your friends there, you have your family there or pick a city that you've always been interested in and tell yourself, I'll move there for a year and it'll be exciting, you know, but if you feel like that would be too overwhelming to not have a support system, then I would say go, go where you have like a bunch of friends and, some family. And I think that that's important too. Um, our, our friendships and our, um, relationships with our family are really evident when we go through a heartbreak of any kind, but it girl, it sucks. I'm not, I, I get where you're coming from. It fucking sucks, especially when you're blindsided by it. Um, but you'll be all right. You know, it's just one of those things. It'll it'll just take you to a new chapter and you'll get through it. Uh, let's see. And you have to keep us posted on, on what you end up doing, where you end up, because I think this might be I have a feeling about this where it's going to be one of those emails that we get a year later of somebody that's like, I reached out when I was heartbroken and now I found this person that I'm really happy with and. I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those situations. I'm calling it now. Remind, remind me that I said this when you reach back out to me. Okay, so this one says, eyelash extensions and lying to men. Hi, Carly, just writing in to tell you that I love listening to the potty, especially when I'm getting my eyelashes done. Ooh, luxurious. 
I don't know if you've ever gotten eyelash extensions done before, but it's usually two hours of keeping your eyes closed and trying not to fall asleep. I know it sounds horrible, but I swear I look like a naked mole rat without my fake eyelashes. So I started listening to your podcast while I lay there, but then I get so embarrassed when I end up laughing to myself like a psycho. I try to hide that I'm laughing, but I just awkwardly am smiling and shaking anyway and have to cover up my laughter by clearing my throat. I swear my lash um, technician definitely thinks I'm psychotic. I used to get my eyelashes done. I, I got them done for so long. And then once it was like, I was like due to have them redone. And I like looked and I was like the way that I have actually no eyelashes left. Cause it took all, it took all my damn eyelashes with it. So I have been leaving them alone for the last few years, but girl, nothing hits like getting fresh eyelash extensions. <laughs> you get eyelash extensions. You look in the mirror and you go, wow, this is a new me. You see an old picture of yourself. You go, I don't know her. I've never met her. I've never seen that woman before in my life. Please get her out of my face. Right. But then I would always look like a muskrat because when I sleep, I'm like fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my life when I'm sleeping. I'm punching. I'm kicking. I'm sweating. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on there. I would always wake up. My lashes would be all over my face. They would be upside down. One eye would be closed, glued shut. So I had a really rough go at it when I had eyelash extensions. Okay. Anywho, I know that's not what this is about. So she says, but anywho, I listened to the episode that came out a couple of weeks ago. And one, I need the not spicy salad printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> I need not the spicy salad printed on a t-shirt. And two, I also love that you lie to guys at bars about what you do for a living. Since I was in college, I've always lied to creepy guys who were aggressively hitting on me or who were douchebags. And I, it's been my favorite hobby ever since. One time a guy came up to me at a bar while I was out with my friend and he said, hey, want to come back to my apartment? Oh, my God. No conversation or anything. Just went straight to the invitation. I told him I would, but I'm a delivery nurse on call and a baby was about to be born any minute. Mind you, I'm in club clothes at midnight drinking a gosh darn beer. And the guy, believe me, I just went along with a lie and he left me alone. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I also don't tell people I'm a comedian because um, I don't want them to say, tell me a joke because then I want to actually jump in a river and I don't want them to like, I feel like that. I feel like when I go out with people, I feel like they have an, such an upper hand because it's like, you can like listen to my podcast. You can look at my Instagram. Like there's so much shit, like just of my regular everyday. So it kind of bothers me. So I'm like, it's, it's, it's cheating, you know, but anyhow, she says, I usually lie about my name and tell me that my name is Roman. Ooh, one guy told me that Roman was a really weird name and I pretended to be upset and I told him it was my dead grandmother's name. <laughs> I have so many stories about lying to men when I'm out and it's really so much fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend, especially men who talk to you like they're God's gift to earth. I either lie or come up with a really obscure topic of conversation. One time a creepy guy came up to me and hitting on me saying, so what so I asked him, what are your thoughts on ISIS? And he was thrown off eventually and just walked away. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd share. <laughs> love you. I love you too. Oh my God. That's so funny. Honestly, I think that, um, you know, something's got to give. Something's got to give. I'll say like, um, you know, I'll even do like little lies of like, oh, I'm married. I have a boyfriend. Sorry. 
But guys love when you tell them you have a boyfriend, they go, what, you and I can't be friends. Why the fuck would I want to be friends with you, dude? I literally just met you five seconds ago. And you seem really weird. You seem super weird to me. Why would I want to be friends with you? (laughs) Trust me, you can't handle being my friend. My friends, my friends know that I'm crazy. Anywho, okay. Okay. This one says shit crappens, FML. Hello, Queen Carly and the Fur Kings. I've been a huge, gigantic fan of you and the potty. I got my two best girlies to listen to it. So if you read this and they hear it, I can't wait for them to text me their reaction. <laughs> um, anyway, I can't believe I'm writing this because honestly, you never think it's going to happen to you. Mm-mm-mm, I know what this is going to be about but it did. Basically for my job, I often have to test new foods and get invited to little tastings and such. Wait a minute. What now? What job would that be? Because I think a few of us girls want that job. Recently, I had to go try out some coffee in the middle of my workday. And for some context, I'm not the most experienced coffee drinker. I drink it more for the taste. I love a pumpkin cream cold brew, sue me, and rather than caffeine. So I knew this particular day that I would be drinking some coffee in the afternoon. So I had a glass of iced coffee in the morning. Then for lunch, I went to the tasting event. I had a massive Caesar salad wrap. If you had one from Milano Market in NYC, if you haven't had one in, from Milano Market in NYC, you're missing out. Now, where the hell is Milano Market? I'm going to have to look that I'm going to have to look that up. <clears throat> she says, I go to the event and sit down and it's just me and five people from their PR team for this particular coffee brand. They ask if I want to drink and I said I'd wait for the tasting. They give me a tiny cup of hot coffee and I take a small sip. Literally the second the coffee hits my lips, it felt my intestines quiver. I then started drinking some water to try and get my mind off things and I'm legit sweating and shaking and they were giving me a presentation on the products. I think to myself, okay, I can get through this like 30 minutes max. And honestly, maybe five minutes before they were done talking, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. I go... (laughs) I go to shit myself at a work event in front of five people from this coffee brand team. (gasps) I thought the presentation was over and one of the girls started transitioning to an explanation of something different. And I had to interrupt and say, I'm sorry, can you excuse me for a sec? Is there a restroom I could use? Oh my God. And they definitely knew you were going to shit your pants too. Girl, you interrupting a presentation saying, is there a restroom? This woman is going to shit her pants. Because at that point, it's an emergency. And you probably looked like you were about to shit your pants. Somebody that's about to shit their pants, you could tell. They're sweating. They're a little disheveled. They're red in the face. They're shivering. Okay? So she says, the worst part is instead of telling me where it was, they said they walked me back, oh my God, of the shop where the to the employees only bathroom. She had to wait outside of the bathroom for me to be finished. No probably because of health and safety protocols, but I was literally in the back where they make the coffee because it was honestly, but it was honestly the most embarrassing moment of my life. Not only because I did the most heinous thing to that employee bathroom, (laughs) but I felt so bad for the worker that had to go in after me. The employee had to walk me back and probably heard me flush twice. Imagine flushing girls. I just want to remind you, um, and this is a quick recap. Last week, I told you guys about incense matches, invest. Because it wouldn't smell if you had an incense match on you. And would it set off a fire alarm or two? Maybe. Maybe. What's worse? A, a little break from a, from a fire alarm going off? Or people knowing? 
what just happened in there. Okay. So she says, imagine having to face someone who thinks you're a professional right after. I was so frazzled walking back upstairs. I ran into a fan and my sunglasses fell off, girl. She says, anyway, that's my story of how I essentially wore my intestines as a feather boa <laughs> during a work event at a coffee shop. Oh, my God. And then she says, "This, it, these are things that are so embarrassing. Number one, having to both carry on a personal item, having both a carry on and a personal item on the plane, the jaunt you have to do to get yourself into the plane is enough for me to want to end it all. Number two, having a remote job. I... Like I log in every day at home and it feels like I'm playing a video game, but it's what I have to make money. LOL. What the fuck? Anyway, K, thanks. Bye. First of all, I think having a remote job is so amazing. And I'm so like, I love when people are like, I work remote. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like I would want to be, I would want to, I want to be that bitch. Well, I guess I am in a way, but I don't have like a nine to five. I want a nine to five job. I would love that. That's remote, but I don't want to do anything crazy. You guys. I want to do what she does where she goes and eats, you know, she goes to little events and stuff and she, she has coffee and little snacks and stuff. Um, that is so funny, girl. Not at a work, not at a work event. Please. I, um, uh, all right, let's see. This says, hold on. Okay. This says water globes. Hello, Carly and the angel babies. I've attached pictures of my two angel babies below. They're my biological children and they're the best friends and I love them so much. Let's see. Oh my God, this cat is gorgeous. Wait, this cat. First of all, it's one of these cats that has like blue eyes. Are you kidding me? How gorgeous. And it's gray and white. Stop. So cute. And then this one, cute, a a tabby. The tabby looks... um really nice and cute, but also nice. Like, I feel like that's a nice, sweet little fluffy cat. Oh, wait, not me not reading the fucking email. (laughs) Okay, hold on. (laughs) Okay, so this says water globes. Hello, Carly and the angel babies. Um, I'm currently listening to this week's podcast and I had to write in right away because I feel so seen. You told a story about how you know you have no clue where the North is. And girly, I wrote in A girly wrote in and said she thought Spain was in South America, which is exactly where I thought it was up until about a year ago when my friends informed me otherwise. I swear I have an empty hole in my brain where any sense of geography and directions should be. Anyway, when I was in college, one of my friends was talking about states in the U.S. and she mentioned something about Alaska being neighbors with Canada. And I said, no, you're crazy. Alaska is obviously an island. Everyone in the group just stared at me and I was so confused. Like, haven't you looked at a map of the U.S. before? Um, it's out there somewhere with Hawaii. Oh, not out there somewhere. <laughs> then they had to show me a map of the world and inform me that Alaska was indeed connected to Canada. In my defense, they make the maps of just the U.S. very confusing. Am I wrong? No, you're right. This is coming from a girl who asked her boyfriend the other day if Minnesota was up, meaning north. Also, another thing that is so embarrassing, having to tell having someone tell you that your shoe is untied. Like if my shoes are untied, chances are I already know. And I'm waiting for a good moment to stop and tie them. And if I don't know, I would rather drop into oblivion than have to thank someone for letting me know and have to immediately stop and crouch down to tie them. <laughs> and then she has a, this is a good fuck Mary kill too. Um, 
I thought about that the other day I was walking and like weirdly my shoe became untied and I was like this is mortifying because the way that I'm bent over just in the street butt out have you ever seen someone tying their shoe you're like that is just get velcro because you're being embarrassing um okay let's see This says response to manual labor tampon men. Okay. Hi, Carly and the kitties and the girly pops. This is in response to the girl who said that her manual labor boyfriend lube maneuvered a tampon out of her. I just want to say that I also have had to have my boyfriend do this because I thought I had one stuck up there because I'm an idiot and it's happened to me before. And he was fishing around for like five minutes before we decided there probably wasn't anything in there. This was in August of 2021. And needless to say, we're getting married this summer. I love that. I feel like that's like the man you have to marry. Also, I want to shed light on everyone's, in parentheses, Carly's search for a manual labor hottie. My fiance works in the IT tech support, and I'm serious. These men are like indoor cat versions of garbage men. Obviously, they are gross computer guys who are like living in their mom's basements but and don't see the light of day. But I have a theory that a lot of them are similar to manual labor men, but instead of garbage truck, it's a computer. My fiance is the sweetest, most supportive person on the planet. He also updates everything in our apartment and fixes my phone. Oh my God. He fixes your phone. Can he fix my dishwasher? My dishwasher's broken. Well, it's not broken. It just fell out of the wall. No biggie. And I bought a special tool to put it in. And apparently you need something called a fucking drill bit to put in the drill. Why can't I just put the screw in? What is the point of the drill if I need? And I was telling and I was texting my dad. What do I do? What do I do? He said, do you have a drill bit? I said, yeah, I have the drill bit because the gun got stuck in the fucking wall. So I sent a picture to my dad. I'm like, the gun is stuck in the wall. He said, do you have a drill bit? I said, yeah, the, I thought that was the drill bit. Why do you need so many different things? I said to him, I thought of a good invention. How about a drill that just fucking works? You charge it and you zoop, zoop, right? He's like, you need to put something else in it. What? That's a lot of accessories for me. I don't understand. I thought it was like, you just tighten it to the screw there. And, and I know a lot of you are probably thinking I'm crazy and I've never gotten more hate from men in my life than when I posted the story on Instagram that I, about the drill and the drill bit. And I didn't know that I needed a drill bit. There were so many men, I mean, and they were being so mean. They, they literally were DMing me just going, you annoy me so much. <laughs> no, they were DMing me and they were saying, I, I literally can't stand you. And I was like, cool, come over here and fix it then. Since you know everything. Okay, anywho, let me get back to this email. My dad, but before I get do that, my, my dad said, you literally, you need to date a guy in a union. I'm like, hang up some flyers or something in, in a union hall or something. Anywho, okay. So she says, definitely add tech support men to your list of possible suitors. And then let's see. She said, I wish you all a very... <laughs> a very find a good man 2023 well god bless god bless okay and this one says how to save a toxic friendship 
Hey, Carly and the kitties love you in the pod so much. Okay. Let me get right into it. So I have this friend group that consists of me and two other girls. We've been on several trips together. We go out to eat, we party together. We have movie nights, etc. For the most part, we just have a great time. And when we hang out, I truly love the friendship that I have with them. The issue I'm having is one of the girls in the group. We'll call her B and the other friend we'll call a feels the same way about her. Every time we plan a trip, a trip that we all agreed to go on, me and friend A are the only ones putting in any effort to plan. We look up things to do, places to eat, research hotels, and she never does anything, never contributes ideas, never offers to look into anything, nothing. Me and friend A will send suggestions to the group chat of things that we think will be fun to do, and she constantly shoots down our ideas because she's not interested or because it's expensive when in reality it's not like girl I get money is tight but you agreed to come on this trip knowing that it wouldn't be cheap so why would we have to sacrifice things we want to do because you didn't save money or realize that you shouldn't go on this trip in the first place because you can't afford it that probably makes me sound like a bitch but girl come on you can't put in zero effort when planning the trip and then think you have the right to complain about everything that we want to do on top of the lack of contribution she's always complaining complaining about money about the activities that we're doing and she feels left out when me and friend a are literally doing everything in our power to make sure everyone feels included she seems like a lot of work and that's just me interjecting and i'm sorry this is a lot of work Okay. So she says she also has no respect for people's time. She's the type of person who is always late. No matter what is going on, we leave for trips. Me and friend A will leave work early and go to pick up friend B. But of course she's never ready to go. We always end up waiting an extra 30 minutes to leave town. Um, let's see. She has no sense of urgency. She oversleeps and she has no sense of urgency and I find it very annoying and rude. Like, girl, we have places to be. There's a lot of things that we miss out on due to her always being late. I know you're probably thinking, girl, why are you still friends with her? But that's the thing. When we're hanging out um, and actually doing things, it's actually fun. But we love each other's company. We have so much in common. And she's one of my closest friends. The issue is everything leading up to hanging out. How do I go about this? I don't want to stop being her friend, but it's also getting to the point where I don't even want to invite her because the process is so draining. I also want to be able to do things that I want to do on trips without having to worry about if she can afford it or if she's going to complain about it. Am I being too harsh? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you've ever dealt with something similar, any advice would be appreciated. Sorry, this email is so long. Ooh, and then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. Okay. So this is really tricky. And some people are just difficult to travel with. Like sometimes you could just chalk it up to that, but so, and, and everyone's different when they travel. Like for me personally, like when I travel somewhere, I'm looking at restaurants, bars, like cafes and shopping, like thrift stores and stuff like that. That's the stuff that I'm into. That's the stuff I want to see when I'm traveling. But I also am very much go with the flow. If you want to go to a museum or an art thing or go see some type of a monument or some building that everybody goes to and just walks around in. I'll go do that. I don't care because you have to be respectful of the fact that it's other people's vacation too, you know? So like, if you're going to be pretty lackadaisical about the planning process, you have to also be like down for whatever. Like, I, I think that that's the problem, but when it comes to like booking something with her, I would probably just say the next time you guys book something, I would maybe like side text her or whoever's closer with her side text her. Well, maybe in the group chat. I don't know. But you could just say like, listen, 
I know this is going to be an, this is going to be an expensive trip and we have a lot of things that we're planning on doing. So if it's not in your budget, I understand and don't feel obligated to come. That's all you have to say, right? Because you're, you're saying it in a really nice way where she's not going to be embarrassed or upset by it, but you could just say like, I know in the past it's been like a, a little bit tight when we've gone away together. So if you know, if it's too much for you, then then you don't have to feel obligated to come. But honestly, girl, out of all of this, the thing that bothers me so much is that the, the lateness. You can't be late going on a damn trip. Maybe you could just I mean, this is like I, I was going to say maybe you could just tell her to meet you somewhere. But that's like punishing someone. If, if you're doing a road trip, like telling her like you can't just like be like, oh, like, cool, you drive yourself like that would be so mean. But I would just tell her we have, first of all, I would tell her we're leaving an hour before we're actually leaving, or I would have her sleep at my house the night before so that I can physically drag her out of bed, right? Or I would, I would, hmm, I feel like that's probably the way to go is have a sleepover before and tell her that we're, we have to leave earlier. Or I would just be like, girl, we have to leave at this time. If you're not ready by then, we're literally going to leave without you. Okay. But, um, yeah, that, that would get under my skin too much, but I think that those are, that's like both of those things. You can dance around it without hurting somebody's feelings. Um, let's see. Okay, so let's do these fuck Mary kills. Okay. This one is <laughs> hot neighbor, hot coworker, best friend's hot brother. Kill the best friend's hot brother. Too messy. We're gonna marry the oh god. No, hot hot coworker. You can't. I guess you have to marry the hot neighbor, fuck the hot coworker, and then kill the best friend's hot brother because no, actually, you should kill your coworker. Because that's a person you have to see every day. You know what? I'm marrying. I'm switching it up. I'm marrying my bestie's brother because then she's my sister. Okay. Then she's my sister-in-law. And I love that for us. I, I want us to go to Target together. I want us to get Starbucks on the way. And I want us to, to shop at the Bullseye Playground at Target. So I'm actually going to marry my bestie's brother. I'm going to kill the coworker. I'm going to fuck the neighbor. Um. This next one is Michael Imperioli on Sopranos, Michael Imperioli on White Lotus, Michael Imperioli in Celebrity Chopped. Now, let's look up Michael Imperioli in Celebrity Chopped first. So, honestly, okay, okay. Now, Michael, okay, Michael Imperioli Celebrity Chopped is quite a sight to see. Um, it is, well, he's wearing, let me explain it. He's wearing a bandana around his head and he has a ponytail. So it's giving Woodstock hippie man. But I kind of like that for him because I think he is actually like that. But that one's got to go. I'm sorry. Actually, no, 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 no. What am I thinking? Okay, we have to. Because if it's between Sopranos, Michael Imperioli or White Lotus, Michael Imperioli. Oh, you know what? I'm finding a loophole here because you didn't say Christopher Maltesanti in The Sopranos. You said Michael Imperioli, meaning looks wise. Okay, not his character. 
So I'm marrying Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos, right? Character traits, not important. Not important. Don't bring that up because you guys love to remind me that he was a crackhead in the damn show. I'm like, listen, I'm attracted to him. I love that man. So Michael Imperioli marrying Sopranos, killing White Lotus, fucking celebrity chopped because he cooks. Because he cooks. And listen, the bandana, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Anywho, you guys, thank you for tuning in. So happy to have you here. Um, We'll be back next week. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we'll see you soon. Bye.